Welcome to the Rick Blog Podcast. A few short pieces. The Trump Paradox. Mob Boss and Patsy. Trump's business organization was staffed by a handful of people. He was hands-on everything. Hands-on is Trump's M.O. Rick Blog says Trump is personally up to his ass in every line of inquiry that Mueller is pursuing. The emails, Trump doesn't email himself, but I'm sure he reads them and responds otherwise. The meetings, no meeting took place without his intense interest, not one. Each and every discussion by any Trump associate with a Russian, he assigned the meetings and eagerly listened to reports about them. And every dollar that he, Kushner, Flynn, and anyone else in the gang received from Russia. Flynn is like a guy who joined the mafia. Trump set him up in the gangster enterprise and fucked up Flynn's life in the process. That is how Trump operated too. He never paid anybody. He set them up in business. He figured out ways that they could make money while he made money. Any charge that any Trump associates get also applies to Trump. There will be evidence to show that he is guilty of every crime discussed in the investigation and in the investigations and the prosecutions of others. All roads lead to Trump. His donors, Robert Mercer and Steve Bannon, Trump's supervisor from the Home Office, may have been smart enough not to leave fingerprints. They financed Trump, but Trump the gangster and his cronies did the dirty work. They partially financed Trump. Putin financed Trump as well. The Godfather is very powerful, but ultimately is controlled by the truly powerful who keep him at arm's length. Trump is a boss and a puppet, a criminal chieftain and a fall guy. The contradiction of Donald Trump. Send out the clones. Before Senator Joseph McCarthy died, he was cloned and replicated, and all the clones were cryogenically frozen. They have been thawed and now sit in Congress and work for the right-wing media. The clones are smearing Robert Mueller and could care less if they destroy the rule of law in America in the process. Hope is not certainty. We have to do something to have the world we want. We, millions of us, are the only ones that can stop these traitors. Where is this going? What will it take to eliminate this cancer? I am not certain. But whatever it is, we should do it. 
Citizens stopped the Confederacy, European fascism, and made great, if greatly unfinished, strides against bigotry. They spoke out and refused to stand down from their ideals, and of course, sacrificed their lives under arms. We are being called to make history. Hope is degraded into mere optimism. Optimism, the useless fantasy, the Ouija board life strategy. Hope is degraded into mere optimism if we don't do what it takes. I believe in miracles if you do them. We have to be our highest selves. We are looking at a future with a more just and righteous America than we imagined possible a few short years ago. Or we are looking at the end of the world. No, noble hope is not optimism. It is a commitment to living from the source of our highest excellence and the understanding that we may achieve our highest values in concrete reality. George Washington could have been executed as a traitor. His army, us, long ago, suffered many ca casualties. We might not succeed. We might die or lose things we feel important. Victims die in our wildfires and opioid epidemics. Many of us die as victims. Instead of being victims, we must be heroes now. I have never trusted heroism, but we are called to be heroes now. A true hero doesn't go looking for a chance to be a hero. Someone who does that is a martyr. Are you ready to be a hero? Are you ready to give your life? And I wish you a long, happy, healthy, and prosperous one for your country. She needs you now. The fight, in and of itself, will make our values true and present. No time for fear, naivete, or pettiness. No time for apathy or passivity. No time for puritanism or lack of humor. No time for personal ambition not in service to our country. No time for thinking one's life is too small. Every act and word that is true and just and wise and compassionate and brave is needed now. You and we are called to be nothing less than great. We can't think for a moment about personal acknowledgement. The moments will come for each and every one of us. We must be the alternative to the new McCarthyism. And an intolerant army who will give everything to destroy the new McCarthyism everywhere we meet it. And each and every one of us are called, is called, to a different place to confront it. Our very lives and all our words and deeds must be resounding yells. Have you no decency, sir? At long last.
the Madame Defarge Caucus. When considering sexual misconduct, as a legal matter, one must proceed with due process of law. As a matter of ethics, one must proceed through thorough investigation of the facts and meticulous critical thinking in a manner similar to due process of law. As a human manner, one must rely on one's sense of reality, observation of the facts, and one's highest discernment. For example, I do not have absolute legal proof that Roy Moore is a child molester, but I find his accusers highly cred credible, and I, I discern him to be an inconsistent liar. I discern that his accusers are taking great risks for little personal gain, if any, and more, has great incentive to lie. As a political matter, one party stonewalls for a very apparent child molester, while the other party purges a groper who made admissions and apologized. Al Franken is expelled from the Senate without due process, ethical or legal. The Republicans are destroying our decency. The Democrats are destroying our tradition of due process and fairness. Maybe even worse than that, the Democrats are destroying our ability to think with nuance and make decisions based on qualitative distinctions. I don't know the extent of Al Franken's sins or crimes, but I know he is not being given a fair opportunity to admit his wrongs, repent, and make amends, defend himself, and or be punished. The revolution for a more conscious respect and justice for women is long overdue. Thousands of years overdue. But the guillotines being erected in the public square won't bring justice or harmony. The goal should be to reach full justice, opportunity, and respect for women and still encourage the true loving connection between men and women that makes the world go round and has nothing to do with career or power at all. A groper is shamed and banned. A child molester is on the cusp of the Senate. A rapist is in the White House. It feels like we are in bigger trouble less decent and dumber than we were yesterday. It is a far, far better thing that I do. The Republicans are right. A child molester isn't any worse than anyone who would vote for their tax bill. The question isn't whether the Trump gang colluded with the Russians. The question is what the Trump gang did to repay the Russians. The Deutsche Bank records are very important, and they are important going back many years. Were Trump's loans from Deutsche Bank really from Russia? Did Trump do favors for Russia in return for sweetheart loans? It is illegal to accept money from a foreign government during an American campaign. Has Trump been working for Russia for years?
Did Putin cultivate Trump as a useful idiot? Was his candidacy a Russian plot? Did Trump launder money for the Russians? Collusion with Russia in a, in a campaign isn't illegal. Doing Russia's bidding against the interests of the United States is hugely illegal. Documentary evidence like bank records is the strongest evidence. Don Jr. said the Trump Organization did a disproportionate amount of business with Russians. Russia is an oligarchy. If a Russian has a lot of money, he is connected to Putin. This is a major development in the Trump and related scum case. The, the, the uh, investigation of the Deutsche Bank records. The Rick blog said months ago that there will be many charges in this case. Obstruction of justice is the least of them. Many of those charges will come from these bank records. I think this all adds up to treason. This is standard treason for money, but I am not sure Mueller will charge it. It might be viewed as political and would be hard to get a conviction, because of the serious nature of the charge and the fantastical, if true, evidence. And Mueller will have many lesser, if plenty, serious charges that he can nail Trump and the other bastards on. The Deutsche Bank records are as big or bigger than the Flynn flip. Secretary of Labor Elaine Chow says she has been a victim of sexual harassment and the predator is still around. She says she will defend all other women, but she sees no reason to revisit a negative moment from her past. I am not a woman, and I have no right to judge a woman, but I can point out a logical fallacy. If the man is, quote, still around, and she says she commits to be a defender of women, doesn't she have a logical obligation to call the man out to protect other women who might be or have also been victimized by this man? I am still waiting for a member of the Trump administration to utter one sentence that makes any fucking sense about any fucking thing. Maybe Trump did when he said he was wrong to say that President Obama wasn't born in the United States. But he took that back. Ask your Republican friends, those against Trump, how do they keep self-identifying with that party? The party backed Trump and now Roy Moore. It's too bad Charles Manson died. He was a perfect prospect to be a Republican candidate. I'm an independent. I'm not a Democrat. I know that there have been many lousy Democratic candidates and office holders. But there is no equivalency. Corrupt politicians and even improper sexual actors are not as bad as perverts like Moore and gangsters like Trump. I know it's an imperfect world and that party affiliation doesn't mean that you endorse the, that you endorse the character of every person in your party. But your friend's party, your friends the Republicans, put big bucks and effort behind Trump and more. 
How do your Republican friends stand with that? Whatever they think their party believes in, it seems to me it believes in government by felons and child molestation. Actions louder than words. It is unlikely that a sitting president can be tried in a criminal court for obstruction of justice or anything else. Paula Jones sued sitting President Bill Clinton in civil court. As to criminal charges, it seems that impeachment is the first step. He, there's never been a she, has to be out of office before he is prosecuted and goes to jail. That makes sense. A criminal defendant couldn't handle the presidency. We have that de facto situation right now. A former president can be subject to criminal liability. If this wasn't so, Ford wouldn't have seen it necessary to pardon Nixon. There is no legal precedent that says a president is above the law who walks around with a permanent lifetime get-out-of-jail-free card. Trump's lawyer and Alan Dershowitz's arguments that a president can't obstruct justice are ridiculous. The idea that a former president can't be tried for a crime is only a political point of view. It has no basis in law. Nixon said anything that a president does is lawful. Nixon resigned in disgrace. His word is a shit political precedent and far from a legal one. Trump's lawyers, and Dershowitz, have stopped arguing that Trump obstructed justice. You can make a winning argument for that out of facts published in the newspapers. Obstruction of justice is the least of Trump's criminal law problems. If Trump isn't impeached and subsequently sent to jail, we will truly be living somewhere different than where we lived before November 2016. Another Rick Blog observation about fascism. Fascists are nihilists. Their end game is to destroy a nation, or in some cases the world, see Hitler, for what they reckon is their own material gain, but is actually their own personal death wish. So Trump tries to destroy, in no particular order, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the FBI, law enforcement in general, the courts, the State Department, diplomacy in general, the free press, common decency and the social contract itself, separation of powers and checks and balances, the environment, the education system, the healthcare system, Puerto Rico, the rights of works and consumers, the lives of the poor, the financial security of the middle class, a sense of national security and protection from nuclear war, long-standing alliances with foreign partners, a national sense of truth and reality, agreed-upon morality, compassion and empathy, respect for the equality of all people, the Constitution, precedent, 
and regard for the lessons of history, professionalism, reason, and all human dignity. I'm sure I missed more than a few things that Trump is trying to murder. Fascists have a psychology of negation. They want to see everything burn. They hate life. They are ultimately suicidal. Hitler ended with cyanide in a bunker. Mussolini swung from a meat hook. Saddam Hussein was hauled out of a hole in the ground. They all hated themselves from the beginning of their ascent of pow to power. They run all the time. Their manic drive for destructive power is ultimately an attempt to escape themselves. They can run, but they can't hide. Fascists die in shame, exposed as cowards. They kill themselves after they've killed everything else that they could. It's a process of elimination, a negative journey of self-discovery. They destroy themselves at the moment the rest of us force them to see that they were the problem all, all along. Many other innocent people and positive ideas and things suffer and die in the process. Fascists have a similar psychology to mass murderers who shoot many people on a campus or in a church or in a movie house only to turn the gun on themselves in order to, fi to fire their final round. A fascist is a natural disaster. He cuts a swath of destruction and then people rebuild. Like a hurricane, a fascist brings people together in a sense of renewed community. People are inspired to protect each other and restore what is most important in their collective lives. The victims of a fascist embrace life with renewed enthusiasm that suppresses the frantic energy of the fascist march to death. Trump will come to a pathetic end, and we will thrive while honoring our dead, rebuilding our culture, and ministering to our scores of injured friends. It is not settled law that a president cannot be prosecuted for obstruction of justice. Special Prosecutor Leon Jaworski decided not to prosecute Nixon, the unindicted co-conspirator. Special Prosecutor Kenneth Starr argued that Clinton should be prosecuted. As a congressional and not judicial matter, obstruction of justice was a count in the impeachment of Clinton and in the counts of impeachment against Nixon that were drafted before he resigned. It is often said that the cover-up, obstruction of justice, is worse than the crime. Mark my words, that won't be the situation for Trump. Trump was involved in a, in a criminal conspiracy of cooperation with a foreign adversary, Russia, that attacked the United States, a cyber attack. Whether or not Mueller uses treason as an actual charge, treason, in effect, is Trump's highest criminal liability. America has a wise tradition of not criminally charging our presidents. If we criminalize our politics, we lose all democratic stability. But we've already lost that stability. Trump is a, crim is a criminal. His presidency is illegitimate. In this situation, he should be prosecuted and sent to jail.
Trump is not the legitimate president of the United States. It is obvious that this is where the prosecution is headed. Trump was a failure in business, and he maintained a veneer of success through criminal activity and conspiracy with his, with his lieutenants and Russian gangsters. Russia is a gangster nation, by, for, and of gangsters. Many serious laws have been broken. Lock them up after all due process is given them in court. Not Trump justice that just wants to put people away. Impeach him in Congress. Convict him and send him to jail. Do the same for every felon in this gang. We won't have a free country if these assholes aren't punished. Social disruptions by Trump's vicious and indecent base will have to be dealt with. And when those ignorant shit kickers act up, they should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. We continue to debate criminals at our own peril. They need to be disciplined, not coddled or compromised with. Trump and his minions are destroying American knowledge, decency, and critical thinking skills. If we are to regain our morality and reason, we have to punish their lies and crimes in a most official way. This is not a time for leniency. These, fel these felons have to be brought low so that future gangsters will know their fate if they contemplate destroying our social contract again. We must legally prove their obvious guilt and give them just punishment. Try them and lock them up. Trump spins bullshit, sells. Mueller acts. His words are worked on and mean something. America was created by lawyers and writers, not businessmen who know nothing other than how to manipulate the system for personal gain. The idea that people who live their lives committed to self-interest should govern is stupid. Whatever is good in America was motivated by love and service, not profits and competition. Business is a necessary aspect of everything. You have to know how to pay for worthwhile actions and things. But business is a secondary thing. Whenever it leads, catastrophe follows. If the primary focus is the enrichment of some, it naturally leads to the oppression of others. The wrong people get the highest respect in America, and that was true long before Trump. The Republicans are destroying you financially because we blow all of our money going to the movies. You brought this upon yourselves. Poverty and early death is good for you, you popcorn-munching maggots. One thing about Republican morality, they always make money off it. And it is this with which the Democrats try to find common ground. This is an illegitimate government which has already radical ch radically changed our lives. There should be a general strike that shuts this fucking country down and gets rid of this filth. But who am I? I'm just a citizen who is affected by this, and I count for shit. Just a powerless nothing, ranting on Facebook 
and SoundCloud and WordPress. Everybody else is more important than me. Because in America, if you try to be a decent person and actually have been concerned about being good at something, you count for nothing. How did all that resistance work out for you? They got all that you've been against in that tax bill. Write your congressman and other jerk-offs. How about the Republicans you admired? Flake, Collins, etc.? They just robbed you blind. We need a revolution. Political, economic, cultural, spiritual. But I'm a nobody, writing on Facebook. If you aren't listening or rolling your eyes, it's your fucking problem. These are the conditions that led to the fall of communism. But the American people are too conservative by nature. You move too slowly. We should shut down this country, like a union pushing an unjust boss. But we'll keep sending letters of protest to people who don't give a shit about us. Remember those health care town halls that stopped Trump care and that we celebrated as a big win? They won. They got what they wanted. Don't you get it? There is no democracy left. You're going to affect change through the system? You aren't even in the system. They don't give a shit about you. Okay, enough rant. Go to work and let the boss humiliate you and steal your labor. Where's Lech Valenza when you need him? I drove through Utah this summer. It was one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been. The experience was spiritual. Hours of driving, solitary, not another car in sight, just grand large rock formations rising out of expansive pink desert. Trump is announcing the deregulation of federal lands there. I teach many lovely students of limited economic means. The Republicans are making it tougher for them to finance their college education. My students, my livelihood, this is personal to me. Please spare me the hand-wringing about Trump supporting friends, your Republican friends. They are doing what they've done for years. Attack me and everyone and everything that is important to me. Stop hoping that some Republicans are going to stop these assholes. Three groups of people are working against what is going on. The law, the press, and the people. Fuck Trump. Fuck, fuck Trump supporters. And fuck the Republicans in Congress and their supporters. Fuck Jeff Flake. Fuck Susan Collins. Fuck John McCain. And fuck McMaster and Kelly and Mattis. Fuck Democrats who talk about bipartisanship. Stop going after my money, ruining the environment, and hurting vulnerable people who are important to me. Enough with moderation and reasonableness. This is a war. They hate me and you. Suckers act like these people. It give, us, give a shit about us. Suckers act like these people give a shit about us. I'm not prepared to tolerate as much as a condescending glance from these motherfuckers. If you aren't enraged, you're clueless. War. 
Trump's recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel was the act of a sociopath. This is a person who does not care about the sanctity of human life. Scores of people will die as a result of Trump's decision. Trump's decision was for his supporters, donor supporter Sheldon Adelstein and rank and file fundamentalist Christians who prefer to look at the world through their own biased fantasy world reading of a poetic book, the Bible, instead of applying what the poetry of the Bible says about love and concern to the actuality of the world. These are the thoughts for the week of December 4th. 2017. Copyright 2017, Richard Thomas. Everything here is written and performed by me. And if you want to reach me, drop me a line at the Rick Blog Podcast at gmail.com.